This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are no nations. There are no peoples. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and immane, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. And you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. And you will atone. Everybody knows that the dice are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows. The good guys lost Everybody knows The fight was fixed The poor stay poor The rich get rich That's how it goes Everybody knows Live from Toronto, Canada The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett From Zoomer Radio AM 740. And away we go. Just in time delivery, just as the uh, theme song was rolling, I hustled myself into the studio. And uh, just to give you a a, a mental uh, picture of the layout of the studio, my my co-pilot here, Dan Ellison, is in the studio adjacent to mine. I'm looking through, how can I describe them? They're actually patio doors. Uh, that's how I get into the the uh, the rear of the studio that's adjacent to a uh, Dan through a set of uh, two sets of uh, sliding doors. They're patio doors. I've got them on my house. That, that's why this place feels like home, I guess. You can't get much homier than that. Patio doors. We'll, we'll string up some lanterns and uh, get a beer cooler in here and we'll be all set to go. <laughs> all right. Welcome once again. Uh, I like to remind people how long we've uh, we've been um, uh, flying this ship and i'm thinking dan now week 10 wow this is what they call the quickening right the way that time seems to be speeding up or is that just a product of getting older i'm not really sure however we have a uh, a rather chilling show for you tonight i think i think you'll find the the skills and uh, talents of uh, my first guest are rather chilling uh and, and remarkable to say the least. But let me give you a heads up what's coming up, and you'll find, I think, the second hour chilling as well. Are we living in the end times? All this uh, talk of RFID chips and the North American Union and the prospect of living in a cashless society. We're going to investigate whether there are relationships between these and major biblical prophecies with Dr. Alfred Adams, who has sold over 600,000 books prophesizing the last days, and, uh, of course, his uh, international best-selling book is uh, Nearing Midnight and Nearing Midnight uh, Part 2. He'll join us 
around midnight, nearing midnight, I guess, is uh, the way to put it. And that brings us to our first guest, who has, uh, he's been following me around from radio station to radio station. I just can't seem to, to, uh, to shake this guy, <laughs> nor would I want to. He's been a terrific friend and a terrific supporter, uh, and he is known as Canada's Edgar Casey. He is also known as the man with X-ray eyes. He's a remote viewer, a trance clairvoyant, a medical intuitive, and he is with me live in studio, Douglas James Cottrell. Welcome once again, my friend. Always a pleasure to be here, Richard. You're going to Poland. Wednesday uh, afternoon, actually. You uh, you fly around uh, uh, the world. Uh, you um, sometimes when I call you on the phone, you're on the other line. Sometimes it's with Sri Lanka, or it could be a, with a client in in Germany. Uh, you have an international reputation as a um, as a trans clairvoyant. Give people an indication for those just uh, new to the program and new to uh, to Douglas James Cottrell. Tell people what it is that you actually do. Okay, it's been 35 years or so now, Richard. Um, all starting with my handicapped daughter, Sherry Ann, who uh, was put into an institution when she was about two and a half years of age. And as any parent who has a handicapped child who wants to find a solution or answers uh, in circumstances where medical opinions vary or sometimes are incomplete, uh, my destiny turned uh, to the metaphysical, in which uh, when I worked at the Toronto Star here in, uh, in Toronto, a friend gave me a book called uh, There Is a River about the famous American intuitive Edgar Cayce. Uh, I read the book and I was amazed that there was this whole area of information that could be given. And as such, I dedicated my life to trying to uh, find out about this, if you will. You wanted to try and find a way to help your disabled daughter uh, in, in, in what way? Well, initially, to find somebody who was just like Edgar Cayce. Mr. Casey had passed away back in the 40s. Uh, that uh, desire or prayer, if you will, came true when I turned on the television one day and there was Mr. Ross Peterson out of Flint, Michigan, doing what would be a deep meditation trance reading. He was actually uh, accompanied by Alan Spraggett, who was the host of the show, and Lo Dr. Logan Stanfield, who was the evaluator or the one to, to give some credibility or to deny. I think I found out later they were actually looking to debunk Ross Peterson at the time. But in any event, I was amazed at the amount of information that could be given in such detail. As such, we followed the, uh, the logical steps. We had a reading with Ross Peterson. The reading was absolutely amazing. It was astounding. It was accurate. About your daughter. In other words, he was able to diagnose her condition remotely. Uh, exactly. She was in a home near, Bla uh, near Belleville in Plainfield, Ontario, and had been there for four years. Uh, she didn't live with us, and we were meeting him up in Bathurst and Roselawn up there, somewhere up there. In Toronto. In Toronto. And as such, he uh, gave us a, a hope, he gave us information, and we acted on it. Sherry came home from the institution, and she remained with us until she was 38 years of age. So in the institution, from two and a half to six and a half, she weighed 22 pounds going in and 22 pounds coming out. She was in pretty bad shape, but we applied the information and the advice that he gave in this session, and as such, she lived four times longer than she was supposed to. So you, uh, after meeting this Ross Peterson, who was a... Uh, um, uh, 
He was doing Edgar the same, Casey. an Edgar Casey type, exactly the same as Edgar Casey. Edgar Casey, known as the Sleeping Prophet, because he would undergo uh, the, uh, these deep trance meditative states, uh, sort of in a reclined uh, state. If you go to, to my website at richardserrett.com, there's a picture of of Douglas uh, right there on the homepage, and that's the famous chair where you conduct your your DTM sessions. And uh, that's right. And for 35 years now. Uh, you alluded to the fact that I'm known all over the world. I'm a pretty quiet guy. I don't tout my ability, nor do I think it as me, meaning the the Douglas guy. I think it's a, a spiritual quality. We talk to the high self or soul uh, mind, if you will, and that source of information is available to everyone. We like to call that that uh, uh, reservoir of information the Akashic Records. And as such, I'm able to do what Ross Peterson was doing, and I do the same phenomena as Ross or Edgar Casey, and that is I'm able to give very insightful and detailed information specifically on a person's health condition and what remedies or what medical practices might uh, aid this person. And I'll give you an example. Uh, I have uh, done sessions for a man who's very skilled on autistic children. He's the therapist. Uh, and occasionally gets a hard nut where there is a uh, difficult situation for a child. Uh, in this specific uh, case, I'm always surprised at how detailed and how exacting the information that comes through on this uh, source of information can be. There was a situation in which a child was constantly rubbing its fingers together or rubbing its hand together day and night. No one could figure out exactly what the problem was. So they were medicating the child. They thought it was some sort of psychosis or there was some sort of brain damage. This man asked in a session what could be done or what was the cause of this affliction, if you will. And the, without a hesitation, the, the reading came back and said, it's because it's the feeling or sensation in the hands as if the blood supply is cut off. It's a nerve feeling. There is some pinched nerves in the neck. Go see a therapist and stop the kink, if you will, the pinched nerves in the neck, and the condition will cease. Now, excuse me, uh, Douglas. Douglas James Cottrell, the uh, the man with X-ray eyes, here on the Conspiracy Show, AM seven forty. You 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 talked about the the session as if it's uh, a third party. It's not you, but you're the the, the individual that, that's being asked these questions. But it's your soul mind that's delivering the the answer. You're not even conscious. Uh, uh, that's right. So that's, that's why you refer to it as almost in the third person. I, and I, I prefer that. It's not mediumship. It's a natural ability of meditation. It's at a deeper level of meditation. And in some Hindu meditation practices, considered a high yogi practice where you are asleep. Your conscious mind is set aside. Your personality mind is set aside. And this most powerful intuitive or soul mind can come through. It can be, this is the, if you will, the uniqueness of this is that while I'm in this state of meditation, I can be asked questions and I will respond to questions. The voice changes because we're dealing with a different uh, state of mind, but we're not dealing with a discarnate entity like a medium would be. But the information can be exact. Right. But w what we're going to do here tonight is people can call in uh, with a, uh, a medical condition and you don't need to go into a trance to remotely... Diagnose no, their condition. Uh, no, I'm, this is this is clairvoyant impressions, and uh, you know, uh, over the years, I think that deep meditation opens up all of the spiritual abilities or gifts. They're recounted in the Bible in the Book of Corinthians, 
and I've, I'm able to manifest or be able to demonstrate repetitively and accurately many of the spiritual gifts, from seeing auras to interpreting dreams to laying on of hands where profound uh, healing has happened to people, as well as do this deep trance meditation, which at, uh, I'm nearing 16 now, we're kind of like letting that go. We're, we're, we're kind of weaning uh, away from that, weaning people off, if you will. And I'm able to do this situation that we're going to do tonight, which is people ask me a question and I'll tell them what I see in my mind while I'm conscious. All right, we'll do that when we come back. Medical intuitive uh, Douglas James Cottrell is here, but he's also a remote viewer, a healer, trans clairvoyant, uh, and the author of a pretty amazing book called Secrets of Life. We'll touch on that and also uh, give out his website address. He's got a brand new website that he's launching on the program tonight. So hope you'll be along for the ride. 416-360-0740. 416-360-0740. And from just about anywhere, toll free 1-866-740-4740. one 740 This segment of The Conspiracy Show deals with medical information. The advice you hear is solely the opinion of the guest and does not reflect the position of AM740 or MZ Media, Inc. Exploring theories, uncovering facts, and offering a different view of the universe. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. To speak to Richard live, call 416-360-0740 or toll free in Ontario, 1-866-740-4740. The man with x-ray eyes, Canada's Edgar Casey, Douglas James Cottrell, live in studio taking your calls. He is, among many other things... A, a medical intuitive. So, uh, Douglas, essentially, you just need to hear their voice and their name, and uh, they'll, uh, they can tell you a little bit about, I guess, what's ailing them, and then you can uh, uh, utilize your, um, your abilities to get to the root of the problem. Is that it? That's exactly uh, a good description of it. What they would do is say, my name is John. I have uh, you know, a question about something, uh, and it can be anything. They can challenge my ability. They can ask religious questions if they want, spiritual questions or personal questions. Oh, aside from the sort of the medical diagnostics, yes, we, yeah. because we want, we want to also get into your, your book, Secrets of Life, uh, which I should point out, this is fascinating to me. This is a book that, that you wrote while you were asleep, essentially. Exactly. Explain what that means to people, because you're saying, what did he just say? This is a very unique book, and it's... Uh, um, Soft cover book. It's uh, uh, I think com- it comprises about twenty uh, something deep trance readings, and deep trance reading would last for about an hour. My son Douglas uh, put this book together by uh, coming up with the chapters, the questions, and actually did the editing on it. I wrote the book while I was in a deep state of meditation or asleep, and the such questions were asked uh, about me, about God. Uh, about spiritual abilities, um, discarnate entities, uh, parenting, and um, it's a fascinating book. It's it's received very well by people. When I do a lecture, I sell 90% of the people there on the book. It's a a book that's been used for a Bible. I got to tell you, you know, when my my, Mrs. Calhoun, when I was in uh, 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 school here at Earl Grey in Toronto, um, as a librarian, if I put a, a mark in my book, she would be, admonish me. And I always had this thing about underlining things or using markers. 
I have seen people literally put markers to this book on every page. They call it their Bible. This is how important this book is and, and the in-depth information, again, from a source of intelligence that we call the Akashic Records. But this intelligence is so great, we can't comprehend it with a finite mind. Now, I'm not bragging my book up at all. I'm just saying this is a credible book. Uh, it's a book that people should get. And for $20, they can buy it on the website. And, uh, and have a look at it themselves. It's information that explains karma and the other things like sin and, uh, and religious concepts in a very concise, intelligent, and in, if you will, an easy to understand or comprehend manner. All That's, the big questions, that, essentially. In other words, while you were in your deep trans-meditative state, uh, your, your son was asking you all the big questions. Uh, w- uh, you know, what happens after we die? Uh, what is karma? That's exactly right. Uh, mm-hmm. And Dr. J in California, who uh, uh, read, uh, well, heard my opinion on karma on air, remarked at how specific no one else he had ever spoken to was able to understand or give a, a credible explanation on karma. It's a very complex issue. This book does it. It will explain it. And, and so your son, Doug Jr., basically transcribed the book while you, asleep, were giving the answers to these lofty questions. Uh, pro- and, and, and what uh, did, when you listen back to these recordings uh, of your soul mind uh, talking, do you sometimes say, I, I can't believe I said that, or I would never use a word like that, or is that really me talking? That's true. And basically, there are times when I would disagree I would have a different opinion of something, and the source would have a complete and opposite, uh, if you will, opinion or direction from what I would normally have when I'm awake. All right, let's go to the phones. John is in Long Island. John, welcome to The Conspiracy Show, AM740. Yeah, thank you for uh, taking my call. All um, right. This, uh, I, uh, a couple of years ago, I, I broke up with a girlfriend, and I... When I was going out with her, there was sort of hints that she was involved with on the dark side, with in a side side with some some aspect of black magic. But I never bothered finding out because I, I just thought it was some sort of um, nothing important of hers. To, to be honest, I break up with her, and shortly thereafter, I find that I'm being I'm I'm getting I'm receiving these psychic attacks. Um, I'm being choked at various times of the day. Sort of suffocating, losing my breath. The everything is black around me. Um, when we investigate this further, I find that each time these things seem to be happening, she is being inv- she is involved with this new relationship with her new boyfriend. Um, okay, John, you're starting to break up on yourself. So, what is your your specific question for uh, Douglas? Okay, these uh, these attacks. I, I don't know how to deal with them. They're uh, Okay, you want to know how to protect yourself, is that right? Yes, I guess you could say that, yes. Okay, Douglas? Okay, very good question, John. Uh, in uh, emotional situations where relationships like this happen, uh, a lot of very, um, shall we call, intense feelings are shared. And when you're under, a good term that you use, psychic attack, this is telepathy. And if you find that uh, as you investigate intuitive abilities, the first skill or ability anyone uh, advances is telepathy. As such, when someone is uh, hooked up to you in an intense emotional situation, the telepathy acts as a bridge between the two minds, and it doesn't necessarily stop just because people separate. When hatred, love, if you will, in the opposite direction happens, 
This is the same as cursing or being uh, uh, under a spell, as they would say in the black magic world. Not that it's black magic or evil. It's just a matter of praying. It's praying for destruction. It's praying for difficulty or hardship to come. You don't believe in black magic? Well, if you read the Bible, Jesus walked by uh, a fig tree and didn't like the figs, and he said, wither and die, you accursed fig tree. And uh, the disciples walked by in the morning. They came back later in the afternoon, and the tree was withered up and dead. I think that example in the Bible is showing us how powerful our intuitive and spiritual abilities are. We can be powerfully constructive and we can be powerfully destructive. And John is suffering some of that destruction. The way to protect yourself, John, is a very simple way. Because we're dealing with the mental realm and you're dealing with your own intuitive or spiritual abilities, you simply create an image. And that image is you put your girlfriend or her new lover in what I would call a bell or a uh, dome shape, and don't forget to put a floor on it, and you see the person involved at the other end, if you will, of the equation in this container. And what will happen as you observe it is that the person will begin to cloud over. There will be a misty, dark uh, color that will will come in this, uh, this container. Now, what we're really doing here is we're putting symbols into the mental realms, the telepathic realms, which is basically containing this person's hatred. The hatred is developing into a smoky substance, which then, if you will, negates any further attack. But you're just doing this in your mind, right? You're seeing this in your mind. And as you, as you do this, and if you have the right person, the girlfriend or the other boyfriend, immediately relief is felt. It's not imagined relief. It's immediate relief. You have to do it constantly in your mind or only, just once? Only once. And then after a few days, when you forget about it, so will this container disappear. All right, uh, John uh, in Long Island. Good luck with that. Check in with us maybe in a week or two and let us know whether these psychic attacks have, uh, have ceased. All right, back with uh, more of your calls for medical intuitive, remote viewer, Douglas James Cottrell, here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This segment of The Conspiracy Show deals with medical information. The advice you hear is solely the opinion of the guest and does not reflect the position of AM740 or MZ Media, Inc. Are we living in the end times? We'll find out as we approach midnight. Dr. Alfred Adams will be with us to discuss his new uh, controversial uh, series, again titled Are We Living in the End Times? Right now, the man with x-ray eyes, Douglas James Cottrell, is with us. He is a, a medical intuitive and remote viewer. You said something interesting to me off the air. We just had a call from Long Island. John fears he is the victim of psychic attacks from his ex and uh, you uh, sort of walked him through the process of how he can protect himself. But uh, you mentioned that, uh, w- was this one of your, your clients was, a, um, was involved in, in the intelligence That's community? Right. Yeah, I've had uh, uh, clients from politics, uh, from the prime minister's office on down, the Department of Defense on both sides of the border. And uh, what, we're, uh, what I mentioned to you off air was that telepathy and psychic attacks are very common. And in the intelligence business or secret uh, the secret world, uh, officers have to, de- to uh, 
prevent intrusions, if you will, into their minds, because other sides, all sides use psychic intuitives, if you will, uh, who are highly trained as remote viewers, as you know from the Washington stuff that came out years ago. And as such, uh, there was a, a client who came, and um, he, uh, just before the session, asked me to wait a moment while he did something. And I watched a shimmering sort of uh, um, coating around his body disintegrate. And I asked him, uh, quite startled, uh, what did you just do? And that surprised him because he said to me, could you see that? And what we went on later to find out was that this was his reflective coating that he mentally was putting around his body in the aura or the other fields, energy fields around the body. And so it's quite uh, commonplace, if you will, if you understand telepathy and the intuitive uh, powers that we have, the mental powers we have, that people who are highly trained would have such uh, capabilities to reflect and to uh, evade invasion telepathy. I also, uh, for John, he could have a parabola, he could have a mirror between himself and his ex. These are all mental skills or abilities to deflect any kind of intrusion or invasion of thoughts as somebody in the end who would maybe be in a, in a position where that would be important to even defend their own life. All right, Douglas James Cottrell is Canada's Edgar Casey. Uh, let's uh, head to the phones and my hometown Brantford, Ontario. Karen is on the line. Karen, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Oh, thanks, Richard. It's great to hear you back on the air again. Why, thank you. Um, Douglas, I, uh, uh, about three years ago, I was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer, and I used only natural treatments to fight it, and I've done extremely well. Good I for mean, you. Yeah, it's just been incredible. It, it was an incredible learning experience. And I felt, too, that my intuition was heightened because of it. Um, but now I just kind of feel stuck, you know, like it's, I'm in a rerun type of thing. I'm, I, my wheels are spinning. I can't get out. Um, like, not health-wise, I feel great. But, I mean, just in general in my life, because I focus so hard on that for, you know, the three years. Um, can you see any kind of a change, maybe something good coming along? Well, absolutely. As starting this month, October, what I'm looking at is that you've been skating along on ice. That's what I'm looking at you doing, skating along on ice. And uh, your enthusiasm is starting to come back. I would suggest that you use uh, light therapy because you're going to be sensitive. Light deprivation kind of uh, thing will, will put you into depression. So either outside exercise, skating along, or more light in your, in your life, like bright lights, outside light best, and breathing will help you get that enthusiasm back. But you're coming back to the same problem that caused the cancer in the first place. Not that it's going to happen again, but this lesson, this focus, gave you a mission, and you were determined, and you became enthusiastic as you, would, you became alive with this crisis. And all those things are happening, uh, were happening, rather, that got you through this difficulty. Now, just imagine you have another difficulty, that difficulty could be that you want to have a million dollars in your bank account within the next 36 months, and you apply all the lessons you have learned from this disease and, and go out and do those things, and you will make money, and you will have a million dollars in your bank account. Now, if you don't believe it, well, of course, you know, the determination isn't there. Faith is built on belief, and belief is built on evidence. You already have the evidence that you can overcome cancer. So replace that cancer, that disease, with something that you want, something that you have to strive for and achieve. Because when you have purpose and you have accomplishment, you are alive. And that's what you're missing, my dear. 
Karen, thank you so much for that. Listen, when you're when you're uh, uh, giving this reading, do you know what you're about to say, or uh, no. do the, are these words coming from the soul mind? I'm switching gears here. As you can see, I close my eyes a little bit. I see an image in my mind, and then the words follow. You're not even conscious of what's coming out of your mind, your mouth. Well, no. I, I mean, I don't plan it. You know, when some people think a thought and then they make a statement, I don't. As you could watch, this is just coming off me, uh, coming out of me directly. And I do this every day. So it's, you know, when I talk to people on the phone or whatever. So it's, it's a matter of just, it's like closing your eyes and you go to sleep. You don't know how you go to sleep, but it just happens naturally. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm switching minds. All right. Let me ask you a question uh, from Secrets of Life. Again, this is the book that uh, you wrote while you were asleep. In other words, uh, your son directed questions to you, uh, to your soul mind, and uh, uh, while you were in a deep trance meditative state or meditative trance, you, uh, you dictated the answers. Right. One of the things that I'm fascinated uh, about are uh, past life regressions because I've witnessed about four on the radio and um, I, I did one recently for a television pilot. As a Christian, uh, we are taught that... Uh, there is no such thing as reincarnation. Some Christians are taught that. All right. So what did your, your soul mind reveal about what happens to us after we die? Well, in a short view, and if you read the book, it's, it'll, it'll be more elaborate. But when you die, there is a transitional time in which you're welcomed into the heavens above. There is no single heaven in other words, it's not like uh, my Sunday school teacher used to tell me where I would go to this wonderful place and live happily ever after. Your spiritual progression here in the world allows you to go a high, to a higher realm or consciousness in the spiritual realms. The idea that we're on uh, a mission to perfect ourselves. The original sin is the sin of separation, which the book covers. We as souls left the Christos, that place where we were next to God Almighty, we descended into the lower worlds, the physical world, the mundane materialistic worlds, into the carnal aspects of, that got us into trouble through temptation. Now as we become aware that we don't like where we are, we want to improve, we want to get closer to God, we want to understand that sense of unconditional love, we aspire to be better and better pe people. When we die, the, uh, the graduation, if you will, from death is to go to those higher levels of consciousness where we go through, if you will, a process of being healed, a transitional situation back to where we first came from, the real life, the eternal life in the ever-present moment. But isn't the Bible pretty clear uh, that we are uh, uh, resurrected just once and that's on Judgment Day? Yeah. It's not clear at all. I no? mean, uh, you, you could put uh, several people together. And, uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm not just saying this. This is, this is for me looking uh, at the Bible where it says, ye shall be born again. Uh, I once uh, spoke to a scholar who was an Anglican minister ordained, and he went back in time and he looked at that phrase in the languages and found that it was misinterpreted. It, sh it didn't say, ye shall be born again. It said, ye shall be born from above. And what that means in a spiritual awakening, the Christ consciousness comes through. I'm a, an ordained minister. Uh, I understand these things because I've researched them over and over again. Faith is built on belief, and belief is built on evidence. The Christian Bible, which there are many, are not clear. So one has to progress to an understanding of, have I lived before? 
Well, the first thing that I've noticed in nature is that nature is a pretty logical place. Nature compensates for itself. There are unyielding rules, the spiritual rules, if you will. It's not fair for a person to come into the world and suffer a horrific life, uh, if you will, even uh, uh, dying as a child, and then somehow expected to go to heaven without proving themselves, enlightening themselves, or being a better spiritual being, while at the same time people come into the world who are very evil, and yet they can repent and be blessed and go to heaven as, as, as in a traditional sense. So somewhere it becomes complicated. And what I believe is that we have the opportunity to come back and try again and again and again until we get it right. And that rightness is, in a Christian sense, the compassion of the Christ. No other religion in the world progresses a soul uh, like that. Only the Christian religion, which I think is, in my own biased opinion, it, it has a greatness in that we learn to be compassionate and therefore we become more spiritual and more spiritually progressed. All right, let's go to the phones, and it's Pennsylvania this time. Hello, Ray. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Thank um, you. Recently, I was at a chiropractor and I had an x-ray done, and he said something, um, some kind of curvature of my spine is happening, and I would just like to know the outcome. Is it going to be crippling or, you know, just what's going to become of it? That's about it. Okay, and your name again is? Ray. Hi, Ray. My first, my, my, my attention goes immediately to the sacrum or the low part of your back, and I'm looking at a curvature inward and also to the side. It's a complicated curve. Is this right? That's right. Okay. Uh, what you're going to need to do is uh, you're going to have to have ultrasound, uh, cold laser, as well as man manipulation like massage, and then I see this big red heat lamp on top to get the blood going or flowing around there because you also have some muscle damage and some inflammation in the muscles. Everything looks a little red to me. So the bottom, right. the bottom line is you're going to need, in addition to chiropractic, you're going to need some traction and some massage and some light therapy. And then I see somebody, believe it or not, Acupuncture. Somebody sticking okay. sticking two pins in your back, just a little higher than the lumbar, about the first lumbar. Okay. And, and I see your your whole body start to quake or shake, and then all of a sudden you got this big smile on your face, and your back is straight as a, an arrow. The answer is yes, you're going to get through this, but it's multiple multiple approach here. Okay. How does that sound, Ray? That sounds great. Where are all you right. calling from, Ray? Excuse me. Where are you calling from? Well, I'm at a rest area right now. I'm headed to New Jersey on the uh, on 80 over here in Pennsylvania. Okay, God bless you. Thank you, sir. You can follow me on Twitter, by the way, and, and anybody who goes on our website, uh, we do a daily uh, Twitter. Our friend Susan helps us out. And uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's my uh, name, Douglas Cottrell, all one word. Uh, so keep on uh, keep uh, checking on that, Ray, and uh, have, a, have a look at that from time to time. Okay, thank you very much. All right, Ray, in Pennsylvania on Highway 80, thank you for that. I, I uh, Just a quick story, drive, drove uh, along Highway 80, um, I believe where uh, Pennsylvania comes into New York around, I think it's Schenectady or something like that, I'm not sure, but it was uh, one of the most harrowing drives I've ever been involved with. It was uh, uh, mid-April and the snow was flying and uh, I couldn't see five feet in front of me and I had uh, two six-month-old twins in the back, oh, my, my in-laws and my wife, and it's uh, 3 in the morning, and trucks, uh, the heavy trucks are just whizzing by me. And I was driving no, uh, probably about 20 kilometers an hour with my hand so tightly wrapped around the wheel. My arms were going numb from lack of circulation. 
And I was just saying to myself, please, God, get me through this. I couldn't even see well enough to pull off the, the side of the road. It was just, um, I'm sure 80 is a wonderful drive this time of year, though, with all the trees and their color. But uh, uh, anyway. Good thing uh, you prayed. <laughs> yes. Good to hear from uh, from uh, Pennsylvania. All right. Let's say hello to uh, Virginia, who is somewhere near Hamilton, Ontario. Virginia, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Hi. Um, just before I start, I've been in previous lives in this world, and the things your guests have been talking about, I understand because I've been involved in them all. Wonderful. Okay. Now, when I was a baby in South Africa, um, I'm 68, um, I was not expected to live, and my mother took me to Dr. Murdoch MacDonald Bain, who was trained in the Himalayans, and he worked in many of the areas that this doctor was mentioning, and um, he said that he would heal my sister's acne at the same rate as he was healing me inside, so my mother would have some hope. And he worked with me on hands and everything, and it was not frightening because the love just came out of him, and he lit up like a light. Very good. And he worked with me. Um, my umbilical cord had not dissolved and was around my transverse colon, and that was the problem. But now I've been having a lot of concerns, health as well as otherwise, and I'm not too sure where to go. So I've been doing some kinesiology, and at night I ask my entourage and God to please help me wake up knowing what to do. And tonight I sat down on my laptop, and I went berserk. Absolutely berserk. So I turned it off, turned the radio on, and you came on. We call that divine intervention. <laughs> I'm sending you some absent healing right now as we're talking, and I have my hands up by the microphone here, and I can feel the energy coming out. Do you, can you feel that? I can feel something, yes. Okay, well, we're sending you some healing energy right now. It's like my, uh, my etheric is being massaged. Exactly. It's, nice, it's comfortable. It's uh, slow pulsing from my re- from my hands right now. Thank you. Uh, we did a miracle transformation event in Hamilton uh, just today at the um, Hamilton Beach Rescue Unit Hall. We're there once a month, and please check the website. You might want to come next month when we're there. Um, this is kind of it's taking a nice gentle flow out of my hand. What I'm looking at is the diaphragm in your chest is tight. I'm looking also my attention is to the bottom of your throat. And are you having trouble swallowing as well? Um, I guess I am, but that's not the main problem. No, well, this is where my attention's going. I'm asking these questions to confirm uh-huh. it. So, uh... I'm living in a house that was burnt down. Mm. And, um, although I had a renovation replacement clause, they haven't. And there are fumes in it. And when I wake up in the morning, I feel a little bit thick in the front, in mm. the throat. Right. Oh, well, that's where my attention's going, the base of your throat, so... Uh, although I asked you if you were swallowing, that could be mucus or something like that in there. Uh-huh. Um, I'm still sending you this energy and it's still going. I would suspect that uh, tomorrow you're going to be all better. Uh, as, I, as I go under this skin, I can see a sort of a yellowy kind of uh, um, a mucusy substance there. And I would think um, the next thing I'm being given is uh, some apple cider uh, vinegar and a little water in the morning. This will flush the... Uh, uh-huh. Uh, whatever's in your throat, I, I don't. I don't think it's the the uh, the fumes in the house. I think it's the buildup of mucus, but they are caused by either dryness or something in your throat. As I'm talking, this is turning from a light color to an orangey color, and it looks like it's starting to drip away. Do you feel like swallowing or moving anything in your chest right now? Um, no. Okay. I I put. Um, 
a humidifier on about a day or two ago because I thought that the air was getting a little dry well, and was affecting me. That's sort of what I'm saying now. Uh, the, um, the water and the apple cider will help get the mucus or whatever's in your throat, whatever this is uh, that I'm looking at, will get it moving. It's like a buildup of mucus or, or something in your throat, but I don't see it as ash or soot. All right. Well, Virginia, listen, if, if you can um, drop me an email or Douglas uh, to let us know how you feel this time tomorrow, uh, perhaps that healing energy he sent out will have an effect. Douglas James Cottrell is Canada's Edgar Casey, the man with X-ray eyes here taking your calls, The Conspiracy Show. Back with more in a moment. Don't go away. This segment of The Conspiracy Show deals with medical information. The advice you hear is solely the opinion of the guest and does not reflect the position of AM740 or MZ Media, Inc. When in doubt, blame the government. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM740. Great seeing you all down at the Review Cinema last night uh, for 400 Roncesvalles Avenue in Toronto for the uh, debut screening of Camp FEMA, a packed house. And it was great to, to meet a lot of you uh, who, who showed up last night to see this chilling film, uh, Camp FEMA, American Lockdown, Evidence of Internment Camps in America. And... Uh, We'll, we'll probably do some more shows uh, on that. Uh, a number of people wanted to know whether, in fact, there are uh, FEMA-type camps up here in Canada. And I've always heard uh, rumors and speculations. And uh, a gentleman who showed up last night actually presented me with a, uh, a packet of information, uh, newspaper articles and documents, which I'll be pouring over the next few days. So we'll revisit that, uh, that issue. But this Camp FEMA is just catching uh, on like wildfire. It's, uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, please go to uh, campfema.com and uh, and uh, order a DVD or go to Conspiracy Culture uh, here in town and uh, and buy a copy and check it out. All right, Douglas James Cottrell is with us, the man with x-ray eyes, a medical intuitive, and let's say hello to, is it Marlena in Toronto? Marlena, is that you? Marilena? Marilena. Marilyn. Okay, let's move on. And uh, next we have Kelly in Edmonton. Hello, Kelly. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Yes. <clears throat> Hello. Um, thank you. Um, I have um, a question for your guest concerning my dreams and inner images. Um, I'm having a bit of difficulty at this time uh, trusting myself and the images that um, I have received. There was a, a time where... Um, I was very clear, and I was having visions and so on, and I thought it was crazy to make a long story short, and I went to see a psychologist who now can no longer, he no longer has a license, etc., and I'm just wondering if your guest has any insights for me, for I really struggle with going back to how clear and how... Were you having prophetic dreams, Kelly? Yes. And they were frightening you because what you were dreaming was coming true? Well, they weren't all that frightening. Um, Some of them were almost like um, I'd go for a nap and I'd have these beings with um, show me mathematical equations. And yes, and I have had prophetic dreams. And as an artist, I brought out some of the images and one was a dream teacher, almost like an angel. And uh, at the time I had experienced that, I was talking to my husband while I was dreaming at the same time. And there was no... um, 
you know, um, darkness to it, but through therapy, it didn't, it was, uh, it was not a benefit to me, and I'm sort of stuck in this place where I don't know if I can trust that anymore. All right, Douglas, what do you make of Kelly's uh, dreams? Well, first of all, dreaming is a, uh, um, in, in what you're describing it is a, is a very complicated situation when you're asleep. Uh, you're talking to me uh, about dreams, but you're also talking about visitation of discarnate entities or celestial beings. Uh, you might have spiritual guides or angels uh, conversing with you. And I picked up, as you said, uh, you are an artist or you're involved in an artistic way in your life, which makes you very sensitive to things. Yes, very much so. When you're in this dream state, you're actually in a deep state of meditation or what I would call an open eye or waking state uh, dream. Uh, Don't be afraid. Uh, These particular images are coming to you because your mind is out there looking on these uh, astral planes or these spiritual planes. Uh, You can commit a prayer. Dear Lord, please protect me from any and all negative influences, regardless of source, is the one I use. The idea is like reading the psychic newspaper. Your mind is looking into the future. If you write things down Mm -hmm. and you do not try to interpret them right away, the emotion will fade and you'll be able to look at these dream messages, or as I like to call them, the soul's language, which is pictorial display while you're asleep or in a state of meditation, because there's really no difference, if you will. The conscious mind is put, uh, is subjugated or, or put to sleep, and this information comes through from these other realms. My advice is that you're, you've been frightened or that you're, you're unsure because of this uh, psychologist intervention or something else. Uh, I, I see you as a loving, indi- per- a loving individual and a person who is very, very sensitive. Uh, I would simply write these things down. I would carry on okay. and look for your prophetic things because you're going to get some insight into more things about the world and what's going on. Right. As, as the Bible says, the young and the old are going to come forward talking about these prophetic times. And as such, I think, I think that you're going to see earth changes. But don't be afraid. All right. Thank you. Kelly in Edmonton, uh, thank you for that. Good luck. Earth changes, uh, Douglas. We'll touch on that when we come back because I know you have visions uh, of what's in store for this planet as we approach 2012. Douglas James Cottrell, the man with X-ray eyes. My name is Richard Serrett. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This segment of The Conspiracy Show deals with medical information. The advice you hear is solely the opinion of the guest and does not reflect the position of AM740 or MZ Media, Inc. And in uh, just a few moments, we'll be checking in with Dr. Alfred Adams about his new series, a DVD series, entitled Are We Living in the End Times? The End Times, uh, that's on everybody's mind, of course, as we approach 2012 the subject of a new Nicolas Cage movie, and you, you have to be living under a rock not to be aware of this movie. They've been promoting it so heavily. Everywhere you turn around, there's a bus poster or something. Anyway, Douglas James Cottrell is uh, with us, interfaith minister, healer, intuitive researcher, author. And, uh, Douglas, you've just launched uh, your, uh, your uh, relaunched your website, douglascottrell.com, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L, douglascottrell.com. I'm on there right now, and uh, it looks uh, very... A neat and tidy and uh, and 
very intuitive and easy to use, and people can uh, sort of check uh, where you, because you do these healing events and so forth, they can track yeah. your whereabouts and so forth here. Yeah, we have a, a lot going on, and it's only going to get busier. My son Douglas is the webmaster who's uh, responsible for this uh, really super slick website. It's easy to navigate, and it is our official launch on your show tonight, Richard. Great. Again, it's www.douglascottrell.com, and uh, you can also subscribe. There's a newsletter there. That's right. There's a newsletter, and you can. Uh, there's also a link for the Twitter. Uh, the Twitter is very exciting because these are daily things coming out to people, and we can communicate instantly with them. I also, if you don't mind, uh, I'd like to say a uh, sort of hi to Tom, uh, who's putting on a, a bit of a memorial for his friend Chris Peters. Uh, Chris Peterson, who uh, passed away a little while ago, who was a, a, a musician here in Toronto and London and, and uh, L.A., uh, was quite well known. And uh, just to remember him tonight, uh, um, more power to Tom for putting this on for Chris. Chris was a very dear man who uh, um, I was quite inspired to write books and to do past life pictures of people in their, in their past lives. And I believe that book is uh, not complete yet. But anyway, just to remember him for tonight. All right. Let's go back to the phones while time permits. And uh, let's say hello to Jermaine, who's in Toronto. Jermaine, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Hi. Hi, Jermaine. Go ahead. Okay. I had an accident in 2005. It left me with multiple injuries, the worst, which is a sprained neck. The last time I had a flare-up was in 2007, and I have one right now. Aww. It's so bad. Then I have, they say my back is in bad condition, and I have some fluid on my left hip. Okay, what I'm looking... Uh, me? <laughs> uh, okay, well, first of all, the to get rid of the, infl- uh, the inflammation in your neck and the edema or fluid in your back, I'm my looking hip. at... Yeah, I'm looking at um, massaging your neck, but I'm also looking at putting a collar on your neck, like a whiplash collar. I have one collar. on right now. Okay, that's glad. Thank you for telling me that. Uh, what you need to put on your uh, uh, neck is a combination of castor oil, peanut oil, and a little camphor oil. Hold on, let me write that. Uh, okay, I'm sure Richard has the show archived. Don't castor you? Castor oil, peanut oil, and what? And camphor, peanut, and castor oil. Castor. Okay, castor oil, peanut oil. And okay. what info? You put an ounce each of castor and peanut and about a quarter ounce of the camphor oil or wintergreen, and that's going to get the blood moving around the, the bones in your neck, and it's also going to get the fluid moving out of your hip. Okay? All right, uh, Jermaine, uh, good luck with that. There's a lot more we could give, but just time doesn't... Uh, well, we'll you know. have you back again for sure, Douglas. Uh, and um, um, let, let me ask you very quickly, as we're approaching 2012, what uh, sort of earth changes do you foresee? Are we going to undergo these sort of cataclysmic events that some people are uh, suggesting, pole shifts or huge solar activity that's going to knock out uh, you know, communication uh, systems and power grids around the world? What do you see? Okay, well, on your show, uh, on another station, we have addressed this before, and I have said this. It's on the record. It's on the website. It's on the Twitter. It's on the newsletter. Uh, the Earth's core is spinning at a different speed than the Earth's crust. The oceans are heating up, which are causing the weather changes, but it's also going to allow the crust of the Earth to shift and change dramatically. In the future, when you look back at the face of the Earth, you will not be able to recognize it as it is today. I have seen the West Coast from 
west of the Rockies, including what was called the Jewel of the North, Alaska, disappear in a flash. I have seen that Italy, or Sicily more in particular, will become the uh, ruling country destined to be the ruling country of the world. I have seen inundations in the East Coast. I have seen the separation of Quebec, the South Shore, widening from the North Shore or the mainland, if you will. And I have seen water going the other way. In other words, Niagara Falls uh, flowing backwards. I have seen the Niagara Escarpment vibrate and shake. I have seen inundations in China and Japan where we predicted earthquakes in Japan some time ago. I've seen the Pacific Oceans rising because there's going to be a landmass, which used to be called Lemuria or Mu or Og, which is east of, uh, or sorry, west of uh, South America, come up to the surface. Also, Atlantis, or that area we call Atlantis, is going to come up, and the floor of the Mediterranean is going to come up. This is all going to happen in and around 2012, or on that precise date, the winter solstice? These things are happening now. I mean, this is what the weather is a prelude to what the Earth's wobble or shape, uh, shaking is going on. I'm looking at the future, and I'm not saying this is going to happen specifically uh, you know, in December 2012. We are in a decade of change. All the, the world is changing. 2012 is going to be that line in the sand. We've seen uh, 9-11. We've seen the banking community and around the world go bust. We are seeing economic situations, golds at a, uh, over a thousand dollars, and I predicted on your show years ago that it's going to go to eleven fifty, twelve hundred. Other people are talking for two two thousand dollar gold. We've talked about economic situations where Arab countries will separate themselves from the U.S. dollar. That's ha- happened in Iran. The Chinese are going to a gold standard. They're separating themselves from paper money. Everybody should be preparing themselves. And this is going to happen, these things uh, economically uh, and, and the, uh, in the, worry, the way the world is, earthquakes and volcanic action is going to be worse than I have said before, and it's going to happen sooner than I've said before. So I don't think it's specifically going to happen within the next 24 months, maybe a little longer, maybe a little shorter, but we're in this time frame now where all these things are going to happen. I will also say that a man once, uh, other people have sent me their dreams, but a man once sent me something that correlated with a vision I had many years ago, and that is that the sun will go to set in the west, it will not set, it will rise from the west, which can only mean that we're going to have not simply a magnetic uh, pole shift, we're going to have a physical shift in the poles, which makes my uh, image or dream about the Earth's core and the uh, Earth's crust uh, uh, rotating at different speeds possible. Because if you take the counterweights of the North and the South Pole away, the ice caps, and they melt, that's going to allow the Earth, the crust, if you will, to slip around on the magma, that fluid uh, core that we have. And I'm sure our next guests and other people will have more to say about that. But no one is really looking at that as a possibility of the Earth slipping around on the magma or the Earth's core, which, of course, will make it all the fault lines shift or change, allow mountain ranges to collapse, and new mountain ranges and even continents rise from the ocean floor. That's what I'm seeing. And I'm not making this up. I'm not trying to scare people. I've been saying this for years. Now's the time, though. Is it going to happen in 2012? I'm not sure but it's going to happen very quickly. We should be prepared. We should have gold and silver coins. We should have seeds, and we should have a food supply of at least six months, maybe a little longer. 
Well, on that happy note, <laughs> Douglas, uh, always great to see you, and we'll have you back again real soon. And again, we'll draw people's attention to the website. Just launched officially tonight on this show, douglascottrell.com, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L, douglascottrell.com. There's a, a newsletter you can subscribe to, and uh, you can track his whereabouts. He's doing healing events uh, all over. And uh, as I say, always a pleasure, Douglas. And uh, Well, I want to put out one more thing. This is, uh, the, the webmaster worked very hard, and our friend Tom in Michigan has about 70-odd videos on YouTube videos that they can link onto the website as well. And a lot of those videos have to do with what we just talked about, Earth Changes and the coming 2012 series. We also are putting together our, our own uh, 2012 series uh, in addition to that. But look at those YouTube videos. They're fantastic. They really are. Did, Tom did a lot of work on that, and I almost forgot to mention that. Thank you very much for having me on, Richard. It's always a pleasure. All right. Uh, are we living in the end times indeed? Well, we'll find out when the, Richard, uh, when the conspiracy show with Richard Serrett continues. Don't go away. We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds. We're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube. You ate like the tube. You raise your children like the tube. You even think like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniacs. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off. Brainwashed in our childhood. Brainwashed by the school. Brainwashed by our teachers. And brainwashed by all the rules. Brainwashed by our leaders. Live from Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And you can uh, follow me on uh, Twitter and uh, on uh, Facebook, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett Fan Club. All right. The RFID chip, North American Union, the cashless society, the New World Order. I just uh, uh, hosted an event last night um, presenting the Canadian theatrical debu- debut of a, f- a new documentary called Camp FEMA. All pretty chilling. Uh, and a lot of it sounds like it's straight out of Revelations. My uh, next guest has just put together a... Um, a very compelling and, needless to say, controversial a documentary on this subject. Are We Living in the End Times? He is an award-winning author, uh, Nearing Midnight and Nearing Midnight Part 2. Dr. Alfred Adams, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Hey, thanks for having me, Richard. It's a pleasure to be here. Let me, let me ask you, first of all, about uh, Camp FEMA. I'm not sure if you've seen the documentary or, or have heard about it, but as I say, it's quite uh, chilling and I think very well documented uh, that this uh, plan for preserving the continuity of government in the event of uh, uh, a threat to the existing political and social order in the United States, uh, these, these 
essentially concentration camps. As I say, it sounds like it's right out of, of Revelation. What do, what do you make of, of these, uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll say rumors, but I think they're substantiated. Do you fear that there are concentration camps springing up all over uh, your country? Uh, well, I don't fear it, but uh, I do believe they're here. Um, I uh, have reason to believe it due to the book of Revelation when they talk about that they would be a mark that's forced upon people in the book of Revelation. In chapter 20, John says he saw the, the ones that refused to take the mark of the beast and you know, worship the Antichrist, that they were captured and beheaded. So they hunted them down, rounded them up, and they had to put them someplace. So it would make logic sense that, you know, these things are in the process of happening due to the era in time that we're living in. And uh, Camp FEMA, I am, I am aware of it. I have not seen the movie, but I am aware of it. And um, believe it or not, I, I support it. I believe that these, these things are happening. Um, we do that uh, Colonel North was involved with some of the stuff with the FEMA camps and continuity of government. Uh, a lot of that stuff didn't come out. They shut it down when he was having his hearing. So, um, That's right. He was. Uh, this is brought up in the documentary. He was asked a direct question dur- during the Iran Contra hearings about his work with this, uh, the establishment of the uh, the continuity of government uh, program and setting up of these uh, concentration camps. And uh, the, the the congressman that was asking him the question was essentially uh, silenced uh, on the floor. He was uh, told by another senator, they, "Don't go there." <laughs> yeah, they shut him down. And. Um, you know, that, that goes to show you, you know, he tried to say that he thought that it was, you know, a significant point and it needed to be talked about because he was involved in it and he worked on it. And, yeah, they, they shut him down. They, they didn't even let, they told him, you know, disregard that, move to the next question. And as far as FEMA camps go, um, they are here. Um, you know, where they're at, now that's a good question. Some of it is on military bases. Um, some of them are in the middle of nowhere. Um, there are tons of bills that have passed that uh, have allowed uh, the government to use government funding to uh, create these FEMA camps. And, um, you know, they're in, a, in the event of maybe possible another Katrina situation or a 9-11 situation where people would go there, but um, there's even been rumors about it uh, for the swine flu vaccination, that it would become completely mandatory, and if you don't take it, they would, you know, ship you off to a FEMA camp. Well, you know, I've seen the, I've seen the documents uh, uh, issued by uh, government agencies where they list uh, people that they think will make up the new terrorists, and we're talking about domestic terrorists because they don't even talk about Al Qaeda anymore. It's all about now they're 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 concerned about uh, the the Patriot movement. They're concerned about people that advocate for gun rights. They're they're even concerned about third-party candidates, people like Chuck Baldwin and Ron Paul and uh, the leader of the Libertarian Party, uh, who, whose name is, escapes me, uh, uh, Barr, I believe his name is, uh, uh, and, and Christians, uh, evangelical Christians, uh, mm-hmm. um, um, uh, anyone who's against abortion. These are all people now being labeled as the new domestic terrorists, uh, people who believe in the Constitution, for crying out loud. Yeah, we're homegrown terrorists for believing that abortion is a sin. We're homegrown terrorists for believing that homosexuality is a sin. We're homegrown terrorists for, you know, supporting the Constitution. They even got as far as if you uh, protest um, anything referring to taxes and stuff of that nature that, you know, they, you know, basically are labeling you as a homegrown terrorist. Dr. And, Alfred Adams is with us, a, um, a uh, an award-winning author, and uh, his new a DVD series is entitled "Are We Living in the End Times?" and uh, your 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 books uh, "Nearing Midnight" uh, parts one and two. "Nearing Midnight." If 
we were looking uh, at a big clock on the wall, and midnight uh, is, um, well, what is midnight? Armageddon? Is it the beginning of the tribulation? What, what, what is midnight the, the, the second coming? What, what does the demarcation mean, midnight? Well, it would be the tribulation period, actually. Um, according to where I believe we're at, referring to all we living in the end times, I think we're at the end of living at the end times. I believe it started when Israel became a state in 1948. I believe everything that's leading up to now, all the stuff that is going on, uh, RFID chips, talks of a one-world currency, one-world government, uh, moving uh, the North American Union, the um, pulling together of a possible Amero, Canada, Mexico, and the United States becoming one country. All of this is just you know, continuing to wrap up and push with the uh, Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, we're seeing constant movement and support from these entities to, to create the global government. I believe we're at the end of living in the end times and well, getting ready to start the book of Revelation. So midnight, again, is the beginning of the tribulation, which is a seven-year period uh, before Armageddon. Correct. All right. Now, you mentioned the, the we sort of began, I guess, the clock in 1948 with the uh, the birth of the modern state of Israel. Why is why is that the beginning? Uh, I believe that was a, a huge, significant, and, and biblical prophecy that got fulfilled. Because up until that point, you know, they said that they would actually, you know, become a state in one day. You know, that there wouldn't be a long, dragged-out period. It wouldn't happen, you know, gradually over time. It would just, you know, spark in one day. And when it did, I mean, I think at that point, that's when you know, Bible scholars and theologians and stuff like that, that's when they made it that mark and said, wow, you know, we're seeing the beginning of the end, and that, that right there was a huge step in, you know, Bible prophecy or astatology that made that become the starting of the clock. Um, no one knows the day or the hour that the actual final, you know, stroke's going to happen, but, you know, you can continue to see it by watching the signs, putting pieces to the puzzle together, and you know that, you know, it's not going to take much more, or how much more can it take? you know, before the final stroke of that clock goes off, and then, boom, we hit that midnight piece. All right. Uh, Dr. Alfred Adams is with us, director, star of Are We Living in the End Times? You tell me, are we living in the end times? 416-360-0740, 416-360-0740, and toll-free from just about anywhere, Thunder Bay to the Carolinas, Maine to Minnesota, 1-866-740-4740. 1-866-740-4740. My name is Richard Serrett. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Dr. Alfred Adams has put together a, uh, a pretty chilling series on DVD entitled, Are We Living in the End Times? Uh, Dr. Adams, I, um, I began asking uh, about the clock uh, and, uh, you know, nearing midnight. In terms of, uh, again, if we're looking at the big clock, how many minutes in your mind are we before midnight? If, if midnight is the beginning of the tribulation, are we five minutes to 12, one minute to 12? Where are we? We'd probably be about five minutes to 12. Um, my belief, I would believe the rapture would kick in first, and the tribulation period starts when the Antichrist actually signs that peace deal with Israel, and there are continuing amounts of talks going on in the Middle East with some form of peace deal that would happen in Israel. So it's continuing to be on the horizon. Um, 
we're not as far away from it as most people think. Um, I think what people need to do is, like I said, you know, the news itself, um, if you look at it outside of the box from either a political or economical standpoint and start looking at some of the news as a biblical standpoint, uh, you'll see that there's a lot more stuff going on than meets the eye. And I think so many people are just sleepwalking. Their eyes are wide shut and their mouth's just running constantly that they just have no clue to what's going on. Uh, they have a false sense of security. Um, they, you know, we have a new president in place now. Everyone's screaming for the change. And things are moving from point A to point B, but it's, I don't think it's moving in the direction that they hoped it would. No, we keep voting for change, and change never comes. Now, uh, you mentioned the Antichrist, and I've done a number of programs uh, where I sit around with uh, people like yourself uh, speculating on um, who might be uh, the Antichrist. And given the, the, the proximity to midnight, we would have to then assume that the, the, the final Antichrist is walking the earth. He is among us. Um, I would assume that uh, he, it is a he. Um, but, you know, trying to, to determine the likely candidates. Now, keeping in mind that in order for the Antichrist to be able to sign a peace deal, which, of course, will be a false peace, uh, he's going to be, have to be an incredibly charismatic individual. He's also going to have to be able to convince not only Christians that he is the second coming of Christ, but I believe he's also going to have to, con uh, to convince the Jews that he is the Messiah, and he would have to be able to convince the Muslims that he is the 12th Imam, and he would have to convince uh, the Buddhists that he is uh, whatever the equivalent is. I'm not sure whether it's the, uh, the 13th Buddha or, or, or whomever. Uh, that, to me, would rule out this would be a politician, for example. Who do you think the Antichrist is, or who do you know him to be? Well, I don't know him to be anybody. Um, yeah, he definitely has to fulfill some pretty big shoes to please everyone. Um, it's quite possible, and I've been asked if directly if Obama is the Antichrist. Uh, right now, he could not fulfill him um, biblically, because he's not in a position to offer that full peace treaty to um, Israel. Um, however, um, believe it or not, the United Nations love Bill Clinton. And there is a, a, a small chance that Bill Clinton could actually fulfill those shoes if he actually moved into a better position within the U.N. and um, been able to you know, be in a position to execute some of the things that do need to be done. Bill Clinton um, could be the Antichrist. It's possible. It is very possible. Does, it, would he, does his name have to work out numerologically to 666? And does it? Uh, I think the 666 part may fall under the actual numeric portion that, that, that falls under that, that mark of the beast, that, that chip that is actually implanted in everyone, as opposed to the actual person's name, you know, numerically working out the 666. There's so many mathematical numbers. My name could probably end up being 666 if you divide this, add this, subtract that, multiply it by this, and a pi of two. Anything could work out. All right. So uh, the math formula might not really be the ultimate answer as opposed to you know, keeping your eye on what's going on and the movement that is happening. I believe that's going to be the ultimate thing at the end. Bill Clinton, a possible uh, candidate for the Antichrist. That one I have not heard before, but uh, we'll, we'll put him on the list and uh, watch carefully. Back with more of my conversation with Dr. Adams, producer of Are We Living in the End Times? Don't go away. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. 
question everything. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. In terms of the Antichrist, I believe the Buddhists are in fact awaiting the return of the fifth Buddha, also known as the Maitreya. And there is an individual uh, who's um, rarely seen. He has been photographed, and I believe he was uh, born in uh, somewhere in, in London, England, but he is of Middle Eastern descent, and he is known as the Maitreya, and he's very highly placed, allegedly, within the United Nations. And uh, he has sort of a forerunner, if you will, call him the anti-John the Baptist, who uh, goes around promoting him, and, 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 I, and I've, uh, I've, I've talked to this individual, uh, and, of course, that question always comes up whenever he's on the radio. Is the Maitreya the Antichrist? And he denies it. Uh, perhaps we'll, uh, we can find out from uh, another source here with us tonight, Dr. Alfred Adams. Are you familiar with this uh, individual known as the Maitreya, Dr. Adams? Uh, vaguely. Um, I know about it. I haven't done enough research on it. Um, but vaguely, I've, I've seen the name, heard the name. It has come up. And usually when you kind of move in some of the circles, you're going to hear various scenarios and sometimes you're just, you know, so compiling with information that you might not have a chance just to go and research every one that comes to you. Sure. I mean, I just see this as a gigantic police lineup. And, uh, you know, one of them is the Antichrist. Who is it? But uh, I guess it's not so important the name. It's it's the, the office or the title that we need to be concerned with, uh, the fact that there is an Antichrist coming. Now, um, let me um, let me ask you about the role of... Uh, what what many sort of generically refer to as the New World Order. Some call them the Illuminati. Some call them simply globalists or Bilderbergs. Uh, um, are they working in concert with uh, the Antichrist, or are they simply uh, sort of one stop along the way, ultimately leading to the tribulation, but really they have nothing to do with the Antichrist? I believe they're working, and I think they're working in conjunction with someone that they would love to be the leader of this complete final product of pushing to a global government. Um, I believe they already have their their person picked out. Uh, I do believe that person is already on the scene, and I believe they definitely work in conjunction. Whether they, you know, do fall under the you know the Bilderbergers or the uh, Illuminati or you know whoever it may be, um, the powers that are there are definitely working in conjunction with someone that has the capability to be that person, because that's the person they're going to put their trust in to continue to, you know, pull out their wishes and their designs and things that are going to happen to push this entire global, you know, thing into one big unity. So if I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, Dr. Adams, you're, you're, are you suggesting then that the, those at the very top of the New World Order, these super elite uh, individuals that are sort of pulling the strings backstage, they are working in concert with, what, Satan? Oh, I believe that personally. Oh, definitely. I okay. believe that they think that uh, there was a definite deal. It's kind of like playing Alice in Wonderland. When you dig into the hole, the deeper you go, sooner or later you're just going to run into the devil. And uh, I definitely believe that Satan is pulling a tremendous amount of strings on numerous people um, with a false illusion of power. And... Um, According, you know, to the Scripture, um, the sad thing is some of these people don't even know it, but it's still being handed to them, and they're caught up in it, and, you know, it's, it is happening right before our eyes. But uh, Satan is definitely has his hand throughout the entire mix of this thing. Some kind of, it's almost like a Luciferian-type cult they're all involved in. Let's go to Florida and uh, say hello to Gary. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show on AM740, Gary. 
Hello, uh, how are you today? I'm well, Gary. How are you listening to us uh, tonight, online or on the, on the good old-fashioned radio? No, I'm listening to you guys online. And um, Welcome. I called, I called to, first of all, thank Dr. Adams for such great information. Um, I've got both of his books and also the new DVD that uh, recently released, Are We Living in the End Times? And I have a question for Dr. Adams. Go ahead. Um, um, I hear that a lot of other countries are, want to do away with the using of the American currency. And if this is the case, what part does this play in the end-time scenario? Good question, Gary. The Amero, Dr. Adams, the creation of a, an actual a term that was coined right up here in Canada by the, uh, uh, I believe it's the Fraser Institute. Um, they were the ones pushing for a, uh, a regional currency, much uh, the same as the euro. Uh, do you foresee uh, the Amero uh, actually coming into an, into existence, and what role does it play uh, in uh, in the end times? I definitely believe that, and uh, what the gentleman that called Gary was saying is true. Uh, a tremendous amount of the countries are talking about um, dropping off with using the dollar um, to use different things to you know for oil and uh, Iran and South America and stuff like that. The Amero was proposed with the North American Union. Uh, but not long ago, the G20 summit, the um, there was a proposed global currency that was, you know, put out. There's even a prototype coin that was made. Uh, it came forth in the uh, the news. It was in a gentleman's hand. They had pictures of it. Uh, what it's going to basically do? It's going to just unify commerce. And the Bible talks about that. That there will come a time when there will be a unification of commerce. So you know, by the other countries dropping off, not wanting to use the dollar. Um, basically is just helping usher in whether we do go to an Amero or if we skip the complete Amero and go to a global currency, it's still becoming a unification that there'll be, you know, some form of a standard, whether the dollar is going to be it backed by gold, uh, the Amero, or some new currency. Something's going to give a lot sooner than some people think, and that's going to be the key thing that's going to help move that commerce a little bit closer to just bringing everything together. Because once you bring the commerce together, it's easy to start bringing the laws together, then global courts, global government, global military, and then you have your one unification. Uh, Gary in Florida, thank you for the call. Kevin is in Pennsylvania. Welcome to the Conspiracy Show, Kevin. Hey, hey how you doing tonight, gentlemen? Well, thank you. Barack Obama is the Antichrist, and yeah. my trade Alleged. is likely the <laughs> false prophet. All right. Why do you believe why? that Barack Obama is the Antichrist? All right. First, he rose out of the sea. The beast rises out of the sea. He's born in Hawaii. He can't spell Barack without the letters A-C, right in his first name. Uh, he has every different race mixed in, and in, in, uh, the beast is like into a leopard. Uh, he came out of nowhere. Uh, that's why he has no birth certificate, you know, uh, now I've looked at I've actually done a lot of research on both Barack Obama and Lord Maitreya. Lord Maitreya denies Jesus is the Christ, does miracles. That's the false prophet that does the miracles, not the Antichrist. The, the Antichrist comes first, then the false prophet, the second beast, who points to the Antichrist and calls him God, says he's God. The the Antichrist, by the way, is the one who. See, Obama has a lot in common with Hitler, but he's less subtle than Hitler. He's more subtle than Hitler. Uh, but, every, but the Antichrist seems to have all the answers to all of our problems. And uh, if, I'd like to give you my website, myspace.com slash antichrist underscore aware. You can look at my website. 
to uh, find out. I have compiled a lot of stuff on this. All right, Kevin, I appreciate the information. Well, uh, Dr. Adams, you don't believe that Barack Obama fulfills the, uh, uh, I guess he doesn't have the, the qualifications to be the Antichrist. Not right now he doesn't. Um, no. I mean, like I said, uh, it's quite possible, and I see why he feels the way he does, because he definitely was anointed by the press. Everyone loved him. He came on the scene. He was called the Messiah. He was called the One. He was called President of the World. So he feels a tremendous amount of characteristics the Antichrist fulfills. Yes. Just the position he has as being only the President of the United States, he couldn't be it now. Now, like I said, and you know, at the end of his term, if he doesn't get reelected, and then he, you know, ends up you know holding a political position someplace else, whether it's CFR or, or Trilateral Commission or the United Nations, obviously that card will change. Just the position he holds right now, uh, it just doesn't allow him to be it at this moment. Uh, this but further down the line, it's very possible he could become it. Uh, this just in: uh, apparently, Barack Obama has been awarded the Heisman Trophy after watching a football game. Uh, so, uh, there you go. Now, let's go yeah. to uh, New York and say hello to Sarah. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show, Sarah. Hi, thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. Um, I'd, I'd just like to say thank you, Doctor, for coming on and sharing all this uh, information about everything about the Antichrist. And I just wanted to mention something. Um, oh, there's all this hype about the Antichrist and whoever he is and what he's doing and everything around the world. And I just want to say it's just, you know, everybody is so focused on this. But, you know, now it doesn't matter um, who the Antichrist is, who the false prophet is, who's doing miracles or anything like that. I mean, yes, it's important for people to have an awareness of what's going on. But the real thing is that we are in the end times. We are going toward the tribulation. Israel will sign that false treaty for peace. And the most important thing is that people focus on this and see that this is happening and realize that they need a Savior. That's what they need more than anything else in this world. They don't need provisions or gold or silver coins or seeds or anything to stay alive during this. What they need is Christ, because at the end of all this, they're going to have to eventually bow before Him and admit their sins. So this the most important thing that anybody could possibly do is just accept Jesus Christ for who he is. That's what everyone needs to do. All right, Sarah, I, I, appreciate, uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Adams, let me um, uh, go back to um, uh, the FEMA camps and, and uh, concentration camps, etc. There's no question that, uh, that uh, for Christians, the, the tribulation is going to be a pretty rough ride because they're going to be targeted, um, apparently. There were reports floating around, rumors really, that's all we can call them, about mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, people uh, claiming that they saw uh, uh, guillotines being loaded onto train cars, and these train cars heading across the United States, presumably where these guillotines would be unloaded at the aforementioned uh, FEMA camps. Uh, do you have any thoughts on, on that? Uh, I, I, I talked to the, the two principals behind the documentary Camp FEMA, and they said that those are strictly uh, or, or, or purely unsubstantiated rumors. What, what can you tell us? I'd have to agree. I've actually, truthfully, I've never heard anything about guillotines being loaded anywhere. I've had heard about trains, FEMA trains. I've had heard about coffins, um, you know, millions of coffins that were designated around the United States. I've had heard that. I've seen pictures. 
Um, you got me on that one. I've honestly have heard nothing about it. If I would have, I, I definitely would have probably written an article and, and blogged it somewhere and tied it into you know proof and evidence that we're a lot closer than what most people think due to you know Revelation chapter twenty. But I haven't heard anything. This is actually the first time I've ever heard it. Uh, how do so, you uh, okay? Uh, how do you, would you respond to um, uh, critics? I guess who would suggest that perhaps people like yourself um, are, it's in your own uh, best interest to sort of move the, 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 the minute hand closer to 12, because as a Christian, you want the, uh, the, the, the tribulation to come, because of course you're, you're foreseeing the, the second coming, which is the ultimate uh, prize, really. Uh, mm-hmm. And that... that uh, People who share that view, who are in high-placed positions, let's say within the president uh, the, or the, uh, the, uh, the, um, the White House, or uh, this charge was often leveled at the George Bush administration. In other words, they would, they would love to hurry along Armageddon and might even, and might even uh, um, uh, sort of heighten tensions, let's say, in the Middle East in order to bring about this eventuality. That's actually a good point, um, and a good way to put it, too, because most people that, that go to church and, and call themselves Christians, they never really talk about that from that standpoint that, you know, worse the world gets, the better it gets for the true believer. They never talk about that. And there possibly may be some, some true believers within our own government that, you know, are looking for that and hoping and praying that, you know, hey, the closer we speed this thing up, the faster we can get off of planet Earth and have an eternal life with the Father. So there probably is some people that want it to happen and, and pray for it to happen. And if they have the ability to push it along, they probably would. But then there's also the the other side, I think, which is probably a greater side of just trying to get total domination, trying to create the power, you know, have that um, place where basically we're just nothing but lab rats to them, and they can do what they need to do, and they believe that that is the right thing to do. But I do see your point, and I'm shocked that that hasn't really, you know, been stepped forth in even in church, let alone in politics, that people have said, you know, what can I do to speed this thing up, you know, to make something happen, to bring us closer, to move this clock further ahead? Um, I do see it happening, but I haven't heard anyone or seen anyone step up and say, you know, hey, I really want to, you know, help, you know, speed up this, this clock, God's master plan to make things happen faster. There's a lot of things happening probably already that, you know, are making it, you know, move ahead. But um, the, the key issue is, it's like the lady that called, you know, at the end of the day, looking for who the Antichrist is doesn't really change. If you do have a relationship, if you're a Christian and you do have a relationship with God, at the end of the day, that's what really matters. All right. We'll, uh, we'll definitely have to address uh, the, uh, the million-dollar question, and that is the mark of the beast. What is it exactly? And we'll do just that. When my conversation with Dr. Alfred Adams, the principal behind the new documentary, Are We Living in the End Times, here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. 
and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred threescore and six. Dr. Alfred Adams, what do you believe the mark of the beast actually is? Uh... Well, the RFID chip that is on the market now, that is put out by Verichip, um, has a tremendous amount of the characteristics to be the mark of the beast. Um, it does hold information. It holds medical records. Um, we do know that an application would be the only thing that would need to be added to it to be able to use to swipe uh, just no different than a credit card, a cashless situation, um, to where you can have that chip if it was in your hand or your arm or your forehead for that matter, um, that application can be added for the banking system. If the RFID chip that's put out by Verichip is not the mark of the beast, it's definitely a, a prototype for what's to come. Uh, there is some research that I found on the, on the RFID chip. There was a patent that was denied in Germany, but it was to be able to have cyanide put into RFID chips, and then a number or a code can be entered in which would pop that capsule, and then the cyanide would be released into the person's body. And this was to be put in place that, you know, a person obviously got out of hand, robbed a store, you know, whatever the case may be, that they would be able to do this. So we are seeing more and more applications that are trying to be added to the RFID chip that we have now that is uh, leading us to a position that uh, definitely could become, or it has all the characteristics to become, the uh, market of bees that the Bible talks about. The... Um the province of Ontario recently slipped uh, past uh, most people's attention a uh, a new dri uh, enhanced driver's license. It's apparently it's voluntary. Um, it would contain an RFID chip. So uh, and and the selling point is that uh, it's going to enhance uh, um, uh, or, or um, expedite cross border travel because before you get to the custom. Um, official at the border, let's say you're 30, uh, 30 cars back, your information will be read off of your driver's license through your wallet, and it'll already be up on the, uh, the agent's uh, screen. So in this way, it's going to um, cause people to get through customs quicker. That's how they're going to sell it to people. Now, they say it's voluntary, but my understanding is that this is really being pushed a lot by the airlines, these, uh, these uh, RFID-type uh, identifiers. And... Uh, you're not going to be able in, in a few years to travel uh, by air without uh, one of these things, an RFID tag, let's say, in your passport, nor would you be able to cross the border. So on the one hand, it's voluntary, but your movement would be severely restricted if you don't accept it. Uh, I'm wondering if it, what you're feeling. I mean, as, as a Christian, then, should I absolutely refuse the RFID tag in my driver's license uh, and possibly prevent myself from being able to travel ab abroad? Well, you can. Um, according to the Bible, it, it kind of you know got to a point of it would be something embedded into the body. Um, the uh, enhanced driver's license, I am aware of that. I believe that that is a perfect stepping stone for the men behind the curtain, because so many of us do accidentally leave your wallet on the, the nightstand, uh, different things like that. If a cop pulls you over and asks for it, you don't have it. So it's going to get to a point where they're going to say, okay, well, 
it was a good thing. Now what we need to do is step it up to make sure that the people can have their identification on them. And I think that's when they'll make that step to either, you know, adding applications to what is already in place or creating a new application. Um, Verichip is actually already in hospitals under the infant protection system where they do chip babies, and that is with the consent of the parents. They, they do chip them. They put their medical information on it, um, who the parents are, stuff like that. So we are still seeing applications that are going on. They may be the generation uh, of the baby boomers of the RFID chip. You know, there's the, there was a time when there was a generation of the automobile, then the radio, then the television, then the computer, and they may end up being the generation that's the RFID chip. So we're seeing a progression of what's happening and what's going on. I think it's just going to be a matter of time before everything just gels together. Maybe one huge event that would have to happen, uh, such as, let's say, the rapture, that would really make them say, okay, you know, we have to make sure that every person can be accounted for because we don't have an answer to, as to where they went. I don't really believe that it would lean to a weapon that someone would say that they had when the rapture would take place, because at that point someone would have to take blame for it. Um, believe it or not, uh, I believe the governments of the world within the very near future are going to step up and say that uh, UFOs and extraterrestrials are very real. Uh, In other words, they're going to blame uh, the rapture on uh, a mass alien abduction phenomenon. I actually believe that. So, um, well, you know, I, I, I obviously in doing this type of show, I talk a lot about UFOs, and um, I often cite the, the statistic that since 1947, something like 150 million people have seen uh, a UFO, uh, and uh, some uh, 20 or 200,000, I believe, of those reports were actual UFO landings. So let me ask you then, what, what is behind the UFO Phenomena. Do you think that this is some sort of, I don't know, military psychological warfare uh, experiment, or or are are, um, are uh, th- these um, uh, ETs in fact uh, fallen angels? What do you make of the UFO phenomena? Well, actually, I believe it's both. I do believe the military, in some way, shape, or form, has its hand in the cookie jar. But at the same time, I do believe that what these people are seeing is not what they think it is. I don't believe it's from another galaxy. I believe it's from the spirit realm. Um, and it is something that they're seeing, um, whether it's a cherubim or a seraphim, the actual biblical name of an angel, uh, or a falling angel. Um, you know, it's beyond the human mind can conceive. If a person has never seen it, they're going to, you know, it would just totally blow their mind. And according to, you know, me being a Christian, I notice everyone that's always talked about it, it never pulls them closer to God. They... They pull closer to trying to track it, find it, I want to see it again, and talk to it, or whatever the case may be. So they go on these quests, you know, UFO hunters. So, I mean, I kind of lean in both areas, that I believe the military is definitely involved in some way, shape, or form. But at the same time, I do believe that it is a form in the spirit world that's happening. That would make the understanding of how you can see something, and then when you blink your eye, it's gone, as opposed to you know, light speed into another galaxy, I think it just pops into another spirit realm. Interdimensional rather than extraterrestrial. I'm leaning towards that camp as well, and I'll tell you why. I find that many people that are in the UFO um, disclosure movement, and I have uh, dear friends that are, many of them see uh, these ETs as these, uh, uh, you know, knights in shining armor that are here to save us from ourselves, and they're often... Uh, uh, sort of 
combining the UFO disclosure movement with the green movement, that the answer to uh, global warming uh, are, uh, you know, um, these advanced uh, propulsion systems that the aliens have and that they, they're going to be able to cure cancer. And uh, they, they see uh, aliens as the cure-all for all of our problems, but I don't understand how they could say that in light of the abduction phenomena where people report uh, under be, basically being uh, uh, taken from their beds against their will and tortured, uh, probed, prodded, examined, dissected uh, by these same creatures. Yeah, that's, that's the, that becomes the hard pill to swallow. And, and we do know, one thing we do know is angels were very curious about humans because it states it in the Bible because they asked God, why was he mindful of thee? You know, we were made a little bit above the angels, but a little bit below God, referring to the spirit body that we contain. And, and with the falling angels, I mean, we know they had a free will. If they didn't, Satan himself, a Lucifer at the time, would have not conjured up the ideas he had, and he would not have had the capability to convince one-third of the angels that his way was the right way, and we're going to overthrow this place. So we know the angels were not robots. They were definitely created with a free will, just like we were. And... You can actually, at that point, you can go through your, you know, the book of Genesis, where it really gets into the giants that were on earth, the Nephilims, uh, the sons of God that visit God in the book of Job, when Satan came, it says, along came the sons of God, you know, who are they, what are they, a lot of that stuff could fall under that category of what these people are seeing, and they just don't know it. In other words, uh, when in Genesis it talks about the fallen angels commingling with the daughters of men and creating this race of giants, so the Nephilim, uh, that almost sounds like the alien abduction phenomena, because we have a huge, a huge percentage of women that are being abducted uh, believing that they are being implanted with some sort of alien-human hybrid fetus. That, to me, sounds like the days of Noah revisited, uh, Dr. Adams. Right, and, and at that point, when the Bible says that, you know, the end will be just like in the days of Noah. And if we're seeing a high level of this continuing to happen, referring to the UFO phenomenon, you know, and everything else that's going on, referring to sin has got to all four corners of the earth, in Noah's time, only eight people got on the ark. So there wasn't a lot of righteous people. So, you know, we're seeing sin just get to the four corners of the earth, the highest level of degree. And the Bible talks about that. It being like in the days of Noah. You have to also throw in that category. You can't leave it out. Right. And some people have to just, you know, be intelligent enough to read the Bible itself with, you know, as what it is and read it with some intelligence. And at the same time, look at your news. Look at everything that's going on. And no one can deny that something is happening, and sooner or later something will have to give. Why did Noah flood the earth? Because the, the gene pool had been contaminated with these fallen angels. Everybody except Noah's immediate family were, in fact, part fallen angel. Uh, so uh, there you have it. Listen, we'll uh, pick it up on the other side with Dr. Alfred Adams, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. You think not getting caught in a lie is the same thing as telling the truth? No. It's simple economics. Today it's oil, right? In 10 or 15 years, food, plutonium. Now what do you think the people are going to want us to do then? Ask them when they're running out. Ask them when there's no heat in their homes and they're cold. Ask them when their engines stop. Ask them when people who've never known hunger start going hungry. You want to know something? They won't want us to ask them. They'll just want us to get it for them.
The owners of the system are asleep. Now we can play. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. All right, time is tight with uh, Dr. Alfred Adams. Uh, the website nearingmidnight.com and uh, the DVD is Are We Living in the End Times? Dr. Adams, uh, can they order that through the website? They can get it. If they go to the website, there is a thing that says documentary, and when they click it, it'll send them actually to uh, Amazon, Amazon.com, and they can get the uh, DVD, All We Live in the End Times, there. All right. Uh, we've got people on the line here. I'd like to get to as many as we can, so please keep your questions uh, as brief as possible, and uh, let's say hello to uh, Michael, who is in uh, the Beaches neighborhood of Toronto. Michael, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Yes. Uh, 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 good morning, Richard. Glad to hear you again. Thank you. Okay. Uh, the question is, <clears throat> for the doctor, uh, you know, the church is going to be raptured. Uh, in essence, why, uh, one question is, why does it matter uh, who the Antichrist is? And if it does matter, would, uh, would uh, those who are left behind, what relevance is the Antichrist to the rest of us uh, who are left behind or something like that? All right. Uh, Dr. Adams, can you answer that one uh, in a minute or uh, less? Well, that's a good point. Um, and we do know that three, three and a half years into the uh, tribulation that the Antichrist suffers a head wound. Now, we don't know if that's going to be some kind of tumor. Maybe there are people that find out who he is. They get born again. They do read the Bible. Maybe they position themselves as a sniper and shoot this Antichrist where he suffers his wound into the head. And that would make logic sense that, you know, everyone's trying to find out who it is. They see who it is, and they say, wait a minute, if I kill him, I can stop it. Now, the one thing that, you know, the Bible tells us is three days after his wound, he actually rises, and at that point he is totally possessed by Satan. And then at that point, that's when Satan only has three and a half years to rule and reign on planet Earth, because that's when we do head up to Armageddon. So people that are looking for the Antichrist, they're looking for it, I guess, really for notoriety. I do agree with him. Focusing on Antichrist is really not the answer, but yes, many people do it. All right. Thank you, Michael. Alan is in Perry Sound. Welcome to the Conspiracy Show. Alan, your question? Um, well, the question uh, I'd like to lead up from an odd angle. The question is, do you believe that uh, everyone has a psychic power? That it, uh, uh, does it, is it affected by age uh, and other circumstances? But to lead up to that, uh, we have a lot of talk about end times at the moment. Is this a, uh, a psychic consciousness, or is it uh, a hula hoop phenomenon? All right. Uh, the first one, I, I definitely believe that uh, we do have a conscience, you know, to be able to do it, or you'd say a gut feeling. That I feel something's going to happen. Um, I think that is God's way of warning his people before things happen. Um, the second one... I don't believe it's a hula hoop type thing. I, I do believe that when the things are starting to happen, they're birth pains to continue to let people know that, you know, the Bible itself is real and the things that have not yet been fulfilled will be fulfilled. And I believe it is used as a way to get people back on track. Okay, Alan and Perry Sound, thank you for the call. Dr. Adams, uh, we're out of time. I'd love to have you back on. There's so much uh, more to discuss uh, regarding. Uh, the end times. Uh, I mean, when you think about it, it really is the only subject that matters. Uh, so uh, trying to cram it into an hour is, is somewhat uh, ridiculous. However, I've enjoyed the hour. We'll have you back on again. The website again, nearingmidnight.com. The DVD is Are We Living in the End Times? That's available at Amazon.com. And again, uh, thank you, Dr. Adams. Thank you. 
All right, back next week. We'll talk to uh, another great Roswell investigator, uh, UFO investigator Rich Dolan, along with uh, Victor Vigiani. And uh, we'll also talk on the, about the possibility that uh, aliens are, in fact, satanic uh, entities. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light, and what I say in a whisper. Proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.